Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Wow. Good morning, everyone. It is hot in here. I'm sweating already. In the Great People Studio. And the reason it's getting hot in here is we're taking on Neilgate today. We're taking on what happened in the NFL and we're going to talk a lot more about that in just a little bit before before we get to today's topic. Good morning. Thanks for joining The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White. And in the new, updated, Great People studio, we have the effervescent James Muncy. Good morning, James. Good morning. I didn't even recognize the place when this I walked is, in today. It's if, So if you're listening to the show on the radio, you can actually also see it on Facebook Live. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to be switching over to a new page next week to watch the show. So if you're watching the show, no, look at all this space we have. I, know. I feel like we're it, so far away. It's the great people table. Okay. This is the great people <laughs> table in the updated great people show. And we are so excited about this. I'm elevated. Like I'm, I, I'm last week I was high. Now, right. literally I'm high. Er. Yeah. Asher really took that message to the Nth degree. Wow. This is this is a powerful show today. Um, the purpose of our show, the Great People Show, is if you're on a path to create the best version of you, you need to be here every week and we will be your guide to greatness. And let, let me just get into it. Uh, and I'll start off by sharing a little bit about how we determine what we talk about on the show. I get th- that is my number one question I get asked. How do you decide what to talk about? Well, it's always based specifically on things that people are dealing with probably on a daily basis. And after what happened Sunday with the NFL, in the way that people reacted to this, I decided we need to make this a part of our show, primarily because of all the overreaction to it. And I'm using the word overreaction right now. So I'm going to get into this rant. It's going to be a rant. So bear with me, James. Bear with me. You go for it. And then, uh, th- then I'm going to give the floor to James. I want to be very clear about today's show. We are going to use NFL Neilgate as a model for a conversation about how we've lost our abilities to listen and understand others. What we are not going to do is analyze all the angles of what happens and why. That is not the purpose of this show. It may seep in to prove a point, but if I get way off track, please slap me. Done. In a short while, we will have joining us a personal friend of Mike Tomlin, coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, to share with us his take on why there is reaction and where we go from here. What we are addressing on today's show is how we handled it. Because how we handled this is a reflection of how we handle the smaller issues in our life. On The Great People Show, in The Great People Studio, with great people callers, we talk about incremental daily growth on your path to being a better person, your guide to greatness. On this path, there are obstacles. Sometimes they are inflicted upon us in part of our daily interactions with people we have no control over. Sometimes it's because of our circumstances. Other times, we place obstacles in our own way. We take our own emotions and place them upon something that we know nothing about. Nothing. One of my favorite sayings is, look at it from the other person's point of view. As a society, it seems we are lost. We have abandoned any semblance of even wanting to see things from the other person's point of view. 
It seems we just don't care about other people unless they do what we do, think like we think, and say exactly what we would say. If you divert, you are wrong. And even worse, you are a horrible person. To see some of the comments on Facebook from people I call friends are astonishing. It has forever changed the way I see them as a human being. And I don't want that to happen anymore. How in the world will you ever become great if you are tearing down others this way? How can you expect your children to grow up modeling great leadership behavior if they hear you trashing other people? Yesterday, I spoke in an event called One Million Cups in Petersburg, specifically at Virginia State University in front of a group of undergraduate students. I started my presentation with this quote. We can succeed only by concert. It is not, can any of us imagine better, but can we all do better? The dogmas of the quiet past are inadequate to the stormy present. The occasion is piled high with difficulty, and we must rise with the occasion. As our case is new, so we must think anew and act anew. We must disenthrall ourselves, and then we shall save our country. This was from the annual message to Congress, December 1st, 1862, Abraham Lincoln. I took question and answer after the presentation in the first question. What is your position on what happened in the NFL on Sunday? Hmm. Here we go. And keep in mind, Virginia State University is a predominantly black school. Right. There was about 30 people in the room and there was only two that were white and I was one of them. You can imagine, you can imagine. And I didn't like my answer at the time because I knew I wasn't taking a stand. And then I realized I was trying my best to live the example of what today's show is about, that my opinion didn't matter. All I want to do is listen to those who opinions do matter. By the way, I asked her if I answered her question and she said, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> James, I'm done. It's your turn. Well, uh, we've got a break here in a couple of minutes, and I don't want to. I don't. You're wanna, right. Yeah, I don't want to. We should wait till the that. break. No, you're me, right. No, it's a good point. Let me ask you. So, so is it? Was it wrong for you to? Why didn't you decide to take a stand at all? Because today's show isn't a, isn't saying we shouldn't take a stand. It's just saying that we need to understand the other side's point of view. So, so explain your your mindset. There. I was confused on what I feel. Hmm. I was confused about what I really think about this whole issue. And I was scared. I was scared to be any of these folks that I've seen on Facebook for the last five days, four days, act the way they've acted. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be polarizing. Um, my personal opinion is they should not have done it during the anthem. Okay. But the other side of my opinion is I'm really glad that they stood up for something they believed in. Because there's been many times in my life I have not stood up for something I believe in. So you're saying that you un- you've taken the time to understand why it is that they chose to I, I'm trying to take the time. I still haven't understood it completely. And that's what today's show is about. And that's about. what today's show is about. We're actually bringing a friend, Dave Lopez, who's going to be here in a little bit. He's friends with Mike Tomlin. And, uh, and, and Dave has posted a few things about it on Facebook, not just about the Steelers and what happened on Sunday, but really what's going on in society. Dave's a big picture thinker. I was asked, another question that I was asked is, what is your ultimate purpose in life? I said, I want to change the world. I want to do absolutely everything I can to change the world. I've been on one platform for 17 years and I'm up in my game. Mm -hmm. I am changing my platform. 
And I realize, you know, there's there's been some some there's been tremendous criticism that these football players are spoiled rich brats. Yep. Well, they have a platform. They have a platform that no one else in the NFL has. Is they have the attention, they have sponsors, they get paid big bucks for big things. I get that. Most of the people, 90% of the people that have a platform in this world are rich. 90%, probably more than that. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So if we cannot expect rich people to stand up and speak for what they believe in, who, how are we going to get the rest of us to be heard? I, I don't like it about that. I don't like that about our world, that you have to be rich to be heard. Yeah, but by and large, that's that's the way it is. That's the way it is. So we're taking on a big one today, folks, because it's important for us. It's important on our walk to greatness. When we come back, uh, James is going to go on his rant, and we're going to keep talking about this thing. We have two very, very powerful callers on today's show. You will not want to miss this. Please come back after break. You've been listening to The Great People Show. I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Welcome back to the show. We talked earlier about how we have this nice new great people table. I wonder, I wonder if there's a furniture company that would like to sponsor the great table here. I want to see our logo over oh, the entire table. We should have talked to Asher about that before he started drilling <laughs> holes in it. We could have, we could have like spray painted the, the logo on it. That may not cool. have set well with the other folks that use the studio. They'll get used to it. They'll get used to it. It's now the Great People Studio. That's right. Thanks for coming back to the show, everyone. We're talking about Neil Gate. And um, by the way, I coined that term. 
that just that just came to me a couple nights ago, and it's officially mine now. Have you talked to your trademark attorney yet? I have. Okay. Yeah, um, in my head, I, I actually do have uh, an IP attorney friend. I, I need to get on the horn with him <laughs> because now we're on radio, so other people are going to jump at it. So before we went to break, I went on a rant. We're talking about Neil Gate from a great people perspective, which is how so many people reacted so strongly. And the theme today is we just have stopped taking the time to listen and understand others. James? JJ, I am tired of the sound bites. I am tired of the memes. I am tired of trying to take an issue that is so incredibly complex and break it down into one sentence and one graphic summaries. And uh, I wanted to take a minute and, and kind of share my thoughts as to what's going on on both sides of the spectrum, keeping in mind the whole time our show today is asking people, how often do you honestly take the time to see the other person's perspective? So let's take just a minute and let's break this down into two camps. Let's break it down into, we'll call it the kneelers camp and the anti-kneelers camp. And on the kneelers camp, what we are hearing by and large from, from this side and, or from the people who are supporting this side is they are saying that their freedom of speech, that their First Amendment rights are being violated. And and this is what is, is hyping this whole thing up from that side. And people are furious that these people's freedom of speech is being trampled on. In fact, people are in Congress are kneeling on the floor of the House of Representatives and getting frustrated with the president of the United States who is stepping on these people's First Amendment right. And I got news for you. Nobody is stepping on anybody's First Amendment right. Nobody is stepping on their freedom of speech. The freedom of speech says that we have the right in this wonderful country of ours to say what we want, when we want, and we cannot be persecuted for that. We cannot be arrested. We cannot be tortured. We cannot go sent to labor camps like happens in so much of the world. That doesn't happen in the United States. But that doesn't mean that there are not consequences for the things that we say. If you are going to do something as bold as to take a knee during the national anthem of the United States, and you are doing so while on TV working for a private corporation, which you represent, and that corporation is trying to represent certain things, your employer has the right to terminate you or discipline you based on the things that you say. If I right now were to go off on some, on some horrible racist rant or I were to say something horrible, I wouldn't be arrested, but it'd be the last time you would ever see me here because I would never be allowed here again. I would be fired from this show. So I think the first lesson is the freedom of speech is not being trampled on. People need to step back and really think about what they're saying on that side and understand that we do have a freedom of speech, but that our words can have consequences. So let's go to the other side. Let's go to the anti-kneelers. These are the people who are frustrated uh, with all the people who are, are kneeling during these games and, and protesting. And what they're saying, again, in all these memes and all these, in all these sound bites that we're hearing on, on the 24-hour news channels, they are saying that the people who are kneeling hate the United States. They are anti-American. They hate our veterans. They hate our military. They should go and move somewhere else because how dare you kneel uh, during the national anthem. And I personally got sucked into this myself early on. And then I took a minute trying to keep in mind, trying to be on that path to greatness. And I took a minute and I listened and I read and I did research. And I came to understand that we can't judge these people as bad Americans because they are doing this. By and large, they don't hate the United States. They sure don't hate the military. Most of them are proud Americans. They love what they do. These are people who have a platform. They have a national platform in front of millions and millions of people every single week. And they see an opportunity to 
have a voice for who they view as the oppressed to stand up for racial injustice. And in their world, since they can't do it in the middle of a football game, they can do it by kneeling before the or during the anthem. That is going to get a reaction, and then they can explain out of that reaction why it is that they're doing that. Now, unfortunately, their message has been completely fogged over because everybody's just so upset that they're doing this during the anthem. But in their mind, they are not protesting our country. In fact, uh, uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick, when he first started this, he sat down, as you remember, on the bench or on a chair. And after that happened, a a U.S. uh, SEAL team member met with him and said, you know what? I understand what you're trying to do. I do. And I understand you're not trying to disrespect the United States. Let me give you one piece of advice. If instead of sitting, you could kneel, we would be a lot more okay with that. And he said, you know what? I can do that. And he did. And, and because again, the message, they, they hate the fact that their message has been clouded, that they hate the United States. Now, look, I'm not taking a position on one side or the other here. I'm trying to show that on both sides, there are massive misrepresentations that are clouding over what each side is, is really upset about here. And so again, in the topic of today's show, are we taking the time? Is the United States taking the time? Are our friends taking the time to really see the other side's perspective before you go repeating these sound bites, repeating these memes, uh, before you go destroying your relationships, are you really understanding where they are coming from? That's my two cents. You're done. Not really. We're not done. We're just just getting getting warmed warmed up. up, We're just getting warmed up. You said a couple things I want to ask you about. You said that you read and researched. Why? Why'd you even bother? Actually, it was because of a conversation you and I, as you said in the beginning of the show, we, we talk, we try to come up with the best way to phrase whatever our topic of the week is. And you and I were trading a lot of text messages and phone mm-hmm. calls. Mm-hmm. And you actually, it was something that you said that got me thinking because you said something and I got talking about, well, people are always going to say, people, people's opinion are always going to be based on their belief system. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me, you know what? I haven't really spent a minute thinking about the belief system of the other side. I don't even know what they are. No. So that's why I researched it. It was just like a, a, a somebody flipped a switch during one of those exchanges you and I had earlier uh, in the week. Mm-hmm. I took this topic on because it was just disheartening to see my fellow friends, mankind, keep doing it. This is not the first time this happened. This is not unique. This has been happening for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be something that a lot of people way more people are interested in. It's personal. The anthem is personal to a lot of people. The NFL is personal to a lot of people. I started with this on Sunday by flipping through Facebook. Let me back up. My mom and her whole side of the family are from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was my second home growing up. Mm -hmm. I would go there once a year, sometimes more than that a year. I grew up bleeding black and gold. So big Steelers fan. It's a I'm a big Steelers fan. I've stopped listening. I'm excuse, I've stopped watching the NFL a lot over the years, mainly because of lifestyle changes. When I started to have kids, it was very difficult to just spend time on a Sunday afternoon and watch the game. I tried to catch them if it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, but not really overly enthusiastic fan. I've been to some games. You know what I mean? Like I Absolutely. just I it just became less and less important to me. And so I'm scrolling Facebook on Sunday, and I have a friend. I would call this person a friend. I would go and do things for them if, if they asked me to. If they called me up and say, can you come here? No, I would do it. Like, I, I am close to this person. And his only post said, if you are a Steelers fan right now, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. 
<laughs> First, I need to find out what in the heck is going on. Now, we're going to talk to Dave here in a little bit. Dave, Dave was posting some things Sunday morning that led me to believe that there was going to be something going on with the Steelers that was going to be different. Because we all knew there was going to be this kneeling. My initial feeling towards that person was a little bit of anger, major disappointment, Mm -hmm. major, major disappointment. Now, I'm rational enough to know that when he did that, he was not talking to me, but he didn't even probably know I was a Steelers fan. I was just overly disappointed. Now, we're talking about Neil Gate in this NFL thing because of the construct that it just has dropped on us in the last four days. But it applies to these small things that happen to us during the day. I I would say at least once a day, probably more, we are around people that say something and it is offensive to us. Or at least you just say to yourself, I really wish you would not have said that. Yeah. Or I cannot really believe that you think that. Or it's sad that you actually feel that way. Yeah. And if we let these things go oftentimes, but clearly we're not letting it go on Facebook. So we overreact. And when I say overreact, meaning when you, that post was an overreaction. Right. You cannot blanket statement people that you should be ashamed of yourself simply because you follow a, a, a football team. And we know all these facts that have come out about what really happened. And I'm going to wait for Dave to come on before we start talking more about the Steelers because it's so indicative in life that that we say something and then we try to pull it back once the facts start coming out more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing difference in this situation. People are staying wholly committed to their belief systems. Not just, maybe it is their belief system, but they're staying wholly committed even in light of facts that are clearly, clearly proving them wrong in their own statements. It's, it's proving them wrong in, in correct, in why they think the other side is saying what they're saying. My opinion hasn't changed. I mean, it, we're not here to debate today, but like you, JJ, right. I feel that this is a wholly inappropriate way to protest anything, let alone what, what they are trying to protest. However— Can I disagree with that? Sure. By all means. Well, well, let me ask you a sec. See, here we go. I just disagreed with something <laughs> you said, and and I need more context. Okay. When you say they disagreed, or excuse me, that, that you disagree in the way that they protest, tell me specifically what you disagree in. I disagree that our national anthem is something that is sacred to everybody in our country, regardless of your— your race, your social status, your income, any demographics, it is something that that is the same for all of us. Mm-hmm. It is people have have died for this country by the millions since the founding of our country. That is not something that you use as a platform for any social issue in my opinion. In my opinion. What about what the uh, Cowboys and the who the Cowboys play? Uh the Cardinals. Cardinals. What about how they protested thought, Monday night? I thought that was great. Okay. I thought I thought that was a great compromise. But again, where I started, where I started in this this week was these people all hate America. They they they're anti-American. Good. Yeah, and let's that's talk where about I've that. changed. Yeah. That that uh I don't know anybody. I do not know an NFL player. I do not know Me any neither. of them personally. And even more so, I don't know the ones that kneeled during the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, especially based on what I've seen this week, most of them do not hate America. I agree. There are certainly some of them, if not many of them, are really upset with what's going on in America. And I admired anybody that takes a stand for what they believe in. What we need to figure out is if somebody does it in a way that you don't disagree with, how are you going to maintain emotional control? Or, or, or 
and there's going to be a segment of our population on the show that doesn't even care. Now, when when we come back from break, I want to make sure we're not getting off on a tangent here. Yep. I just want to be very, very clear that the reason we're talking about this on the show is because regardless of what happens in the NFL, when people do things that we don't agree with, how are we reaching out to them to understand more on why they're doing it rather than just throwing a grenade in their life and ruining not just a relationship, but what's going on in your head. And, and judging them as people. And judging them as people. Thanks uh, for, for, for being a part of the show. When we come back, we're going to be taking a call from one of Mike Tomlin's good friends. You're listening to The Great People Show. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Hi, I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We're talking about Neil Gate, what happened in the NFL on Sunday, and specifically what I saw. And the reason we're talking about it on the show is how I saw people react to it. And I mentioned earlier, I'm a big Steelers fan, and I have a friend in Roanoke that um, he just happens to know Mike Tomlin. Dave, are you with us? Hey, guys, I am. Thanks for having me. So, Dave, Dave. before you start talking too much, let me give you an introduction, and I want to make sure I give you the best introduction that you've ever been given. (laughs) Dave Lopez, um, and and Dave, I'll let you speak as you you want to uh, later about kind of what you do and and how you've been involved in getting to know Mike Tomlin through your your nonprofit work there, but um, I, I knew some weeks ago that you were friends with Mike Tomlin because I saw you posting it on Facebook, and I tell you what, if I was friends with Mike Tomlin, I'd be putting that all over Facebook. (laughs) 
And um, we know Mike has become the center of a firestorm. I was just listening on the radio to another program on my way in here this morning about so far, the Steelers have the most paraphernalia being burned this week as of any other teams as a result of what happened. And you you went on Glenn Beck, uh, you were on Glenn Beck's program Monday talking about kind of the thought process that Mike was going through with this. And and I've been watching your post all week long. You frequently post on this issue and we track right on target with you. In fact, you were, you were very much an inspiration to us wanting to bring this topic onto the show. From your oh, wow. point of view, what is happening with people right now? What's happening? Wow. Um, I think, um, I think we've lost our ability to reason mm. and, and that that is just uh, a difficult thing uh, to get back. Um, as long as you know, as long as there is as much fear, and, I, and you know, everyone talks about racism. I really think the thing plaguing the country is racial suspicion. We're suspicious of each other, and as long as that anxiety and fear on one side, it's the fear of losing America and everything it stands for, and on the other side. It's the feeling that nobody cares about a systematic history of oppression and injustice. Mm, that's a very powerful comment. And I, I didn't really think about the reason why so many people have been so angry is the fear of loss. Mm-hmm. Like that, that the NFL, the players are so powerful in the attention span of people yeah. that if too many people started to believe that the anthem shouldn't happen or if the anthem is bad or America's bad, that it would actually right. believe. It's like, so, so it's like a, a, a fight or flight reaction to what's going on, isn't it? it it's exactly what it is. It's a, it's, we are, we are in a, in a place where I think, I mean, um, globally we can see a lot of turmoil. We're kind of getting used to a new level of, of chaotic mm. um, living. Um, and, and I think all that anxiety is playing into it, but I, I think people are more charged now. And when, and when they get triggered, it's just all the more, um, it, it, they double down. And, and mm. once that happens, there's no, there's no discussion being left. And also um, there's people even, you know, there's, there's, figures that are trying to manipulate this for, for gain and there's politics involved and all those kind of factors that, that people know how to trigger and know how to set this group against this group. So, and people keep getting played right into it. It's just, a, it's an awful, it's, I'm, I'm very thankful you had me on the show because this is just something that is just hard, like watching a slow train wreck. Yeah, it, it is. And Dave, let me ask you, how much do you think that social media plays into all this. I mean, where do you think we would be if Facebook didn't exist, if Twitter, if, if this stuff didn't exist, how different would this situation be right now? That's interesting. Um, you know, um, as, as much as, as much as people, um, beat up on social media, I think what it does is exposes what we're all really thinking a lot Mm -hmm. quicker. And, um, I'm not sure if, I, I think, I think it definitely, uh, has the ability to, to put an argument on steroids and make it grassroots, obviously much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing that people don't realize, um, a lot of people harp on about the media and is this, the media is that the truth is in, in this day and age, we're the media. We are. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're all the extension of the media now. And it's about the message that we're putting out. And most of us are parroting or putting out a message that someone else wants us to put out. Cause like, we're not you know, trained man, journalists. That's right. <laughs> but we, but we are part of their messaging system. And 
and so these little sound bites that are, are devoid of context are meant to give you exactly what you want. You run with it, you, you meme it out, and you, and then um, it's just a constant. You know, everyone's talking about. You guys mentioned this earlier, but everyone's talking about the big, the big rebuttal to kneeling is it's this big, uh, you know, it, it's it's showing a disgrace for the national anthem and for fallen soldiers. And I, I'm a combat veteran, and, and I've never really seen it as such. Not because I don't respect the anthem, because I've listened to what the players have said. Besides a couple, the majority of them, this has nothing to do with with veterans. Can you bring more and, light to um, that? Just because you have that contact with them, and and, yeah. and and the reason this is important for us and our audience is nobody I saw posting on Facebook has ever talked to an NFL player, and especially anything about this. And Dave, you're right there on the front line, so just just educate yeah. us. Well, um, I. My, my experience is coming predominantly from the Steelers. I've, I've had a, over the last six months, we've gotten a, had a great opportunity to meet the majority of the team on a personal uh, one-on-one level, and I've got to, to hear a lot of them. And everyone, you, you know, that team is, is more just upset that politics are trying to divide them as a team. Mm. And, and that's honestly it, the, the reoccurring thing. These players... Uh, there's players that understand why players are kneeling, um, and there's players that don't understand it, right? But but the thing is, none of these players that I've met, and none of the people that are even considering, you know, making protests and stuff, it's never been about veterans and about disgracing veterans. Mm. And so, I really think that's an easy arrow to launch back mm-hmm. because it's it's, and I'm not terribly convinced the majority of people launching it really believe that, that that's their real reason why they're upset. I think we're truly, I think truly Americans are upset because they can't understand why anyone wouldn't see America in the same light as them. Yeah. Which is just indicative of everything. I said that earlier. If you don't think the way I think, if you don't act the way I act, if you don't do what I do, if you don't yeah. say exactly what I say, then uh, not only are you wrong, but you're a horrible right. person. And uh I'm. How do you pronounce his last name? Is it Villanueva? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Al, yeah, Alejandro. Alejandro Villanueva. So, of he course, by Al. Al, perfect. So that makes Al, it easier. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for making life easier. And uh, and I assume you know him. I do. I okay. Do so I, I spoke to Al uh, after numerous times at this event. Okay. And I, I'd, I'd like to get your because I'm going to I'm going to share one thing and then I'd I'd like for you to comment on that based perhaps on something you've already talked with him about. So of course. The only thing that really hit Sunday was that he was out there by himself right. with his hand over his heart and the rest of the team. First, it was reported that they were in the locker room. And then you, when you saw the picture, you said, well, no, they're right there in the tunnel. Uh, right. And, and he, was, he was put on a pedestal as a, a veteran, a patriotic veteran that broke rank with the Steelers. Right. And, and, and certain things started to come out. And you alluded to this on Facebook, that there's more to this story. But at least you waited for the press conferences on Monday where he stood up in front of the cameras and he said, that's not the way it was supposed to happen. I made a mistake and I accidentally threw my team under the bus and I am sorry. And somebody posted that news conference on Facebook and there were multiple comments. And I do not know any of the folks that made these comments. So they were like friends of a friend that said, at first, I really respected him for doing what he's doing but if he's now going to apologize, he's a coward and can't even claim to be a Marine anymore. Yeah. Like, it was uh, uh, Army stupid. Ranger, Army Ranger. So um, quick to judge. 
Yeah, uh, Al was an, was an Army Ranger, and he, um, it, you know, I, I even, one of the things we were talking about is, is I said it's funny how so quickly people uh, will turn from loving you to hating you as long yeah. as they see that you're part of their, uh, um, you're part of their uh, story or the story that they want to tell. That's a powerful comment. Um, then, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they, they, they're praising him. He's the best man ever, and then and, and what they're doing with with Al's comments, they're not playing the whole uh, interview. Al actually speaks, and he hates speaking. He hates. He, <laughs> he hates needs a Dale Carnegie this. course. Yeah, he, he hates this, but he spoke very, I believe, eloquently about the anthem and about how he would. He, he says very clearly he would never kneel, but he says he never would. He understands and he believes people have that right to do so. He's isn't, a, isn't that amazing? As anybody else. And people have a, such a hard time with this. They do. That, and, and they're trying to make Al look like he's apologizing for standing. Al never once apologized for standing for the national anthem. Right. Mm. And, and the other thing they tried to do was make it look like numerous media outlets did this, immediately wanted to, to run the story that Mike Tomlin um, reprimanded Al behind the scenes, and then he had to come out like a whipped puppy and make this. It, none of this stuff happened. Mm, none not, of it. I spoke surprising. to Coach Tomlin after this. I spoke to Al after none of this stuff was going on. Al truly felt like he, on accident, separated himself too much from the team and made a made a, a statement that looked different from what the team was initially trying to do. And the truth is, the team was trying to honestly remove themselves mm-hmm. from the discussion. Right, mm-hmm. it ended up. It ended up backfiring, and it looked ten times worse in the end. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Dave the, uh, and Ken, Dave, we got to take a quick sorry. break. No, you're you're sure. great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Can you stay with us? Absolutely. Okay. No so uh, we're talking to Dave Lopez. He's uh, he's friends with Tomlin and really the whole team, and he's talking to us about kind of the ramifications of what happens when you prejudge a situation too fast. And we're going to keep talking to him when we come back from break. You're listening to the Great People Show. I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach.
before the book How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. We are back here on the Great People Show, uh, talking about Neil Gate. We have uh, before we went to break, we were talking to Dave Lopez. Dave, uh, Dave knows the Steelers to the point where he talked to him this week. He did. Dave's and, got some good insights. I love that we are all the media now. I'd never thought yeah, about it that way. Before. Yeah, Dave. I was asked. The producer asked me during the break if I was going to lose some Facebook friends over this show, and I said, "Oh, I think it's guaranteed." <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have an option. Once you put yourself out there, once you put yourself out there, you're, you're going to find you're going to find your haters. And I'm curious from your perspective, because you've talked to Mike and probably some of these other guys. What are they feeling right now? Are, are they just what are they feeling? I think um, I think the team feels a terrible sense of remorse for the message that they sent because mm-hmm. it wasn't the message they intended to send. Um, and that's, and this is, I mean, this kind of, this story has been, you know, it's one thing got misperceived and that caused five more things to be misperceived because of the first, the first being that this was a protest against the anthem's first mistake. And I know that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It was never that. I, it, it had nothing to do with that. It's they could not, Coach Tomlin laid down one thing for the team that if they can't do everything together as a team, then they're do nothing. Mm-hmm. They will do nothing as a team. And I really commend Coach Tomlin for taking a tough stance like that. He his whole thing is about not letting the outside, you know, politics and everything that people want to interject into the game. He's like, we don't want it at all. We don't want any of it. Well, That's his thing. But what and did he? Sorry. No, I I was just going to ask Dave, but but what did they think was going to happen? When you protest something like our national anthem, I mean, nobody should be surprised by this outcome. It's not right. We're talking about why we need to do better at understanding all sides. That's what the show is about today. But really, what did people expect? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, and I even talked to coach before he told me what he was about to do. And I said, it's going to get misinterpreted. And he said, I know. Mm. And, and, And what he, and what he he, he knew that there was the potential for it to get misinterpreted. He cares about his team unity and about not isolating his team. Because you know what? People have never known who the players that were considering protesting, even right now. Yep. Right? That's right. And the moment they, and the moment they find out who they are, what does the media do? Try to pit them against each other. Yep. They're already trying to pit Coach Tomlin against Al Bill and the Wave. Yep. Yep. So so I think I think once people see 
what this was really about. And I think there's a number of other things that they're going to see about the Steelers uh, soon, which I hope I get a chance to, to speak briefly about what the Steelers are doing behind the scenes. Do it. Um, Let it out. But they, I mean, this is, this is a team that Coach Tomlin and I got became close um, after a, a field buddy of mine uh, introduced me to a number of the players, and I was working with a few of them, uh, actually doing some firearm training here and there. With some cool. Of them. And then that yeah. introduced that that led me to to meet Coach Tomlin, and immediately Coach Tomlin was all about listening to what was going on with Operation Underground Railroad, which is the the foundation you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which is the the anti sex trafficking organization uh, started by Tim Ballard, and I've been working with them for about four years now. Um, and and they we go around uh, we exploit sex, uh, sex trafficking rings and we actually rescue kids we've rescued over a thousand kids out wow. of sex trafficking rings in the last four years. Wow. Um, our tagline is about becoming an abolitionist. We believe in abolishing modern day slavery. And Coach Tomlin has been the number one supporter and has gotten the entire Steelers team to rally behind this cause. Wow. And that is what's going to come out soon. That's awesome. Um, and, and this is, I mean, the, the problem now is people, there's going to be people that are so angry, they're going to think this is just some PR stuff because yep. they got in trouble. This, is, this has been in the works for six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and, but people have already, uh, people have decided to, to, to double down. Uh, there was a, uh, I believe there was, a, yeah, there was a, uh, a fire chief in Pennsylvania Yep, that called Coach Tomlin a dumb N I G G E R. Yep, he sure did. Um, <clears throat> and so there's this, there's you know, there's a lot of hatred uh, right now. And honestly, I think Coach Tomlin's getting it from both directions because people on the other side are arguing that he, you know, he he's kind of robbed those players the right to protest at mm. the anthem. <laughs> you see what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it here. can go any direction. I mean, Anything that he, is going to boil blood and create hatred people are going to take advantage of that against him and that's and that's still why i think what he did was heroic in his intent his intent was heroic obviously the way it played out and and the perception of it i understand completely but when when people see what's going on the rest of this year and what this team's going to be about i believe they're going to make it very well known uh what they're about as long as people are open to listening and maybe considering that they weren't trying to make this big loud you know, uh, team protest against the anthem. I hope, I hope that's what happens and people actually listen. Well, but, um, I, I know, I, I know Mike Tomlin doesn't know me, but if you get a chance to talk to him, um, especially I'll even cut this audio out and you can send it to him because I think he needs to hear it. You can tell him I'm not mad at him for what he did. I'm mad because they lost to the bears. I mean, seriously. Um, but D- D- Dave, you, uh, we're going to, we're going to have you back on the show again someday. Shoot. Bring Mike with you next time. Please. Um, some, yeah, maybe I can. some parting words for us because beyond the, what happened with the Steelers, I know you're passionate about this topic. What do you implore to our listeners in society right now? Well, um, uh, just briefly, um, I was, you know, a guy who, who grew up in the South. I was a, a very much a Confederate minded, uh, person who, who, who saw, you know, a, a really different form of history that denied the history of this country. And this is the place that I want, that I'm, I'm available to link arms with my black brothers and sisters. There has been a systematic oppression in this country that is being denied, plain and simple. Mm. And it's led right up to current day. And it doesn't mean that anyone today is responsible specifically for the sins 
of the fathers that have committed these things. But there's a lot of people wanting to cover it up. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, there's the argument being taken too far, in my opinion, which is why I still do not support Black Lives Matter officially, because they have a position that states that law enforcement is systematically racist. And that I do not believe. And I do not believe the stats prove that law enforcement is systematically racist. But I will agree that there has been a racial, uh, there has been a history of oppression, even in the criminal justice system, even how laws have been made uh, towards uh, black uh, men and women. So what I hear you saying is, let us stop painting things with a really big brush yes, and start absolutely. looking people in the eye and looking people in the heart and say, can we talk? Can we talk? Most people, most people are not trying to say we think all we think cops are systematically racist on the other side, but that's what's being heard. Yeah, Dave, that's thank you. Being heard. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. You've added so much here. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for keep having the fight. Me. Keep the fight up on that nonprofit, Underground Railroad. Thanks, Dave. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. <clears throat> well, I need another show just to debrief everything that Dave said. But before we go on any further. Um, uh, I also found, I found a needle in a haystack. I found someone, I specifically went on on social media Tuesday night and said, if you in the last 48 hours have had a change of mind, even in the smallest sense or smallest uh, amount of your heart based on research and facts, I want to hear from you. And I found somebody. Really? Amy Markland is on the, is, is uh, Markwood. She's on the, uh, she's on the call right now. Amy, you're with us? Yep. Amy. Hi, uh, uh, Sarah, 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 gosh. Do we have two callers, Asher? This is Amy. Amy. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Amy, how are you this 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 morning? Awesome. Thanks. Good, good. So uh thanks for reaching out on Facebook. I went tell what's the story? How, what what changed your mind? Because I can't find anybody else that actually changed their mind. <laughs> and I don't know if my view is very popular. Um, but what happened on Sunday is that I noticed that the one guy, um, Al was um, standing by himself during the anthem, and that just made me really disappointed. I was dismayed, but because he rejected his team, it was like he betrayed his team, and I thought he was being an opportunist, Mm -hmm. um, a showboat, you know, trying to get the extra attention, and um, I just really felt like that that was bad behavior, Um, not behavior I would recommend. And then all these friends on Facebook started heralding him as a savior and um, patriot and a leader. And that's all I saw was this opportunist. So um, I was disappointed at it. I just um, wanted to find out more. And then I heard him speak. And I I heard you mention earlier in the show, he sincerely apologized. And He's like, I am sorry, that wasn't the intent. You know, I was bumped ahead in front of somebody. Um, I was meant to be with the team, and I threw them all under the bus. And he was really sincere, so that's... And that spoke to you. Yeah, Yeah. it spoke to me, and then I realized, okay, he didn't do that on purpose, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that he would do it again. I also didn't think that... I saw that when he did that, that he was just going to escalate this polarization yeah. that everybody has. And, um, what yeah, did that, so how I, did you feel about that? Like in your own actions, you're like, your first reaction was one way. And then you realized, Oh, this guy has a totally different story that I saw. Did that, how did that make you feel? That you felt well, I, 
I, I like to feel like I understand. Yeah. I was just disappointed because I didn't think that was a very team-like thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I knew that they were trying to be unified. Mm-hmm. I'm not even into the Steelers. I just <laughs> noticed it as kind of just like from a leadership standpoint, you know, that that wasn't what I described as a leader. Um, but everyone else did. That confused me. And then when he apologized, it was like, okay, he he wouldn't do that again. He mm-hmm. wasn't trying to be a showboat, and he wasn't trying to, you know, just convolute the message. Yep. And he does get it. He did say that he understood why people kneel. Yeah. So, Amy, I, um, I am so thankful that you came in to share the story because I think there's a lot of people right now struggling with being able to handle themselves whenever they feel something very strongly and then there's a fact placed in front of them and they hold on to that. They just stick to their guns and they literally cannot change their mind because of their own pride. So I appreciate, mm-hmm. and you started off this conversation by saying probably not a popular opinion. So I'm really thankful that you took a stand to come on our show and just to share that because that's a model of how we should be reacting to things. No doubt. So thank, thank uh, and I, I, I hate to, I hate to send you on so fast, but uh, we're, we're coming up to the end of the show. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> My pleasure. Good job, guys. Have Bye. a great, Thanks, have a great day. Man, James, we had a minute and a half and I, I've got hours to talk about. With I know. This. I know. Well, can we go? No, Asher. Asher, is, can we Asher, get another hour in the studio? Asher is, he is shaking his head. No, Asher James. is saying that's not how radio works. So here's where we need to go. We need to check ourselves at the door. When it comes to emotional reactions, especially things that we take offense to, I want to, I want to, I want to hone in on this. When you take offense to something, you have taken offense. You have grabbed it and you have owned it. And this is going to be sitting with you for, for many of you for the rest of our life. And I want to come back to something that Dave said. We are getting used to a a chaotic way of life. Mm -hmm. We need to be very, very careful about how we are being in many cases, manipulated by ourselves to believe a certain thing by each other because we can't live in society this way. If we are going to be great, if we are going to be better, if we are going to be the better neighbor, we have to stop, we have to listen, and we have to truly understand. We do not have to agree, but we have got to stop the anger. We have to stop the yelling and be the person that you were meant to be. Thank you all for being on the show. Thanks, James, for taking on this tough topic with us. Every week, 97.7 FM, 8.20 AM. You can find us on greatpeopleshow.com. Next week, we're going to be on a different Facebook Live, facebook.com slash greatpeopleshow. Like the page. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for being here. Stay great.